Can you believe that we're already near the end of November? No, but I can't believe anything in 2020. So there we are, right? All right. Well, I think it's time to gear up and get ready and uh, buckle down and think about the holidays and what habits uh, we're going to incorporate into our world as we lead up to it. Buckle down, like buckle up like Santa's belt. Oh, I'm into that. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, that's a stretch, right? It's, it works. Hmm. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I am hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 126 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I'm checking in with my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. As you'll recall, Jenny is a small town gal from St. Thomas, Ontario, and is a marketing professional and also a big believer in the power of habits. She is all round great, and I am so happy that she is here today. Well, hello, my dear. It's nice to say hello and check in with you. As regular listeners might know, we've changed up the format of the podcast in the last little stretch. And rather than being a regular co-host weekly with Peg, I'm now going to be dropping in occasionally with Peg to see how she's doing with her habits as her accountability buddy. And of course, share some laughs because that's what we do. That's what we do. And this is a perfect episode for Jenny to be checking in because we are approaching dun, 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 <laughs> the holidays. And we know that holiday time can be filled with landmines for people that are trying to stay on task and target with their good habits. Mm-hmm. There's only one week to go before American Thanksgiving and only five short weeks until Christmas. Wow, that's weird. So we want to give you some strategies and advice that you can start thinking about and incorporating now with five weeks to go and stay on track with your good habits through this holiday time instead of throwing in the towel and waiting until January 1st. Because we all know that all of our habits can go off the rails during the holiday season. Parties, well, maybe less parties this year, let's be honest. That's true. That's true. But definitely treats that are only made once a year, like gingerbread cookies, holla, (laughs) late nights, maybe some Zoom drinks with friends, or I don't know, maybe this year it'll be outdoor drinks with friends. Maybe we'll put on our snow pants and have a cocktail Christmas cheer out in the yard. Exactly. Who knows what it's going to be like this year? All sorts of new things. But also, you know, that weird amount of time that we have off between Christmas and New Year that makes you think, what day of the week is it? Because you just lose track of everything. So the regular routines just go out the window. And a lot of times those good habits go right out with them. That's right. So we want this year to be different. We want to sail through the weeks leading up to Christmas and get through the holiday time with our habits in check and be ready to start 2021 with good momentum behind us and zero regrets. We won't need New Year's resolutions because we will be already living them before 2020 is over. And I think it's fair to say that all of us are looking forward to 2020 being over. 
All right. So let's get yeah. into some things that you can focus on now during the lead up as well as during the holiday time that might usually go off the rails. Some of these may be appealing to you and some may not. And Jenny and I also might have differing opinions on some of them. So take what resonates with you and leave the rest. So we're going to start with make a plan. Now, and when I say it again, I'll say it again, now is the perfect time to decide what habits you want to work on and keep. Have you been thinking about a new routine, adding in exercise or changing up the way you eat? But it's already almost the end of November and that can wait till January. Anyone? <laughs> I know I have been known to slip into that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So remember that you can decide now instead of waiting until January 1st, and then you'll have an amazing head start on the new year. That's a really good idea. I like it. Along with that, I would say think about setting an alarm to wake up. So we know that sleeping in can be a really good break, but we would encourage you to think about setting an alarm and waking up early to get a head start on your day. So having some habits to structure your day can help to keep you on track. And with that in mind, let's talk about morning routines for a bit because it has changed for a lot of people. And um, I can speak for myself, for the, um, the group of us that have now shifted to working from home, um, this could be maybe a time to get more intentional about your morning routines and be ready for the new year to keep up your new routine into the new year beyond the holiday time so that you're ahead of it. And some people may have gotten into the habit of just rolling out in bed in time for their first Zoom call of the day um, because they don't have to get up, get dressed, leave the house, um, have their commute, get to work, get, you know, all those things that they used to do. Now they can kind of just roll out of bed and, you know, open up their laptop and be at work. So that can really shift a lot of your routines. I know it has shifted for mine. So maybe it's time to take a look at that routine and see if that's working for you. Yeah, just I think it, I, just you said the word intentional and I think there's something to that. Rolling out of bed and having your first meeting 20 seconds later doesn't really allow your brain and your nervous system to shift from sleep time to, oh, I'm at work. So there's something to be yes. said for really digging in again with your morning routine. And if you get it locked in now, and then sort of keep it up through the holiday time as it approaches, then on January 1st, it'll just be like, oh, I got this. If I'm still working from home through 2021, which I think a lot of people are, I think that it's likely a good idea to, as we have said a couple of times just now, be intentional about what it is that you're doing in the morning and getting ready for your day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so also food. So there's so many awesome treats this time of year, I mean, really, let's be honest, we're coming out of Halloween, which, you know, even if we weren't doing, having trick-or-treaters come to our house, maybe some of us bought a ton of candy anyway, um, <laughs> just to, you know, help keep the economy running. Really awesome. Through the month of November, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're coming out of that Halloween and then of course we're heading into Christmas when there's so many types of treats that only come once a year, like gingerbread cookies. Right. And you get that real now or never scenario. Maybe, maybe your aunt Eileen makes those things that have the multicolored, um, marshmallows in that peanut buttery goo. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. So maybe it can trigger all those kind of thoughts and justifications 
that we all make about why we can basically just go face down in a tray of cookies. And then we wake up that next day with regrets and a really uncomfortable stomach situation. So maybe think ahead of time about what is a reasonable amount (laughs) and then savor that. So practice your willpower. Just see how it feels. Because I know for me, I'm a really intense cookie monster. And one day it hit me, I had tried every single cookie and like multiple times. And I didn't know what would be different about the fifth compared to the first. And it didn't really taste that great after the first. I kind of honestly just felt dirty about it. So, (laughs) you know, maybe plan it out and see how it feels to just have that boundary for yourself and know, kind of have a plan ahead of time of what you're going to do and bring a little intentionality to your indulgence. Awesome. I think that's relevant for booze around the holidays times as well, because I think it's, it can be something that can just go right off the rails when you just want to let loose a little bit. But Ah. I think there's something to be said for, as you said, planning ahead and um, being intentional about the indulgence. So something else, something else to consider. I wonder if it's going to be easier this year without as many social engagements. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to kind of see what happens. All right. All right. The next one is fitness. Everyone gets busy during the holidays and often the first thing to go is their workout plan. This is what not to do. Physical activity will not only help relieve stress and help managing, manage anxiety, which can come up during the holidays in a regular year and who knows what it's going to feel like this year. It will lead to better weight regulation during a time when calorie dense foods are the norm, as we've just said. You could, all use the, you could also use the holiday time to experiment with a new workout or a way to get fit. You ha- if you have more time away from your regular schedule, you could experiment with a new outdoor sport that will help you embrace winter. And hopefully I can go snowboarding this year and there's not going to be any issues with it. Maybe we can meet up yeah. and do some social distance snowboarding and skiing again this year, Jenny. I'm down for that. All right. I think I'm going to be there a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of the things that it's possible. It seems likely that we can still do it. So hopefully that's going to stay on the, on the, in the options. All right. If you get the new activity locked in during the holidays, it'll give you a head start on your fitness for the new year. So this one is relevant for me because I've fallen off with my own fitness lately. And what? Yes. I have done almost no fitness lately. I was on it. I was up early. I was exercising five to six days a week. And basically now I've been doing zero for the last few weeks. So, which is kind of an oscillating situation for me. I need to get more consistent and I'm using this episode as a springboard to jumping back into fitness. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may remember that back during the lockdown, I was doing what I called hashtag hallway workouts and then posting them on my Instagram So I'm going to start back to these workouts and I'm going to post them on my Instagram stories. Cool. So hopefully by doing that, I'll be able to number one, inspire some of you to get moving. And number two, I'll have some extra accountability built in. So come and check out my stories on Instagram. It's at Dr. Peggy Malone. And I will be silently out there being the Forrest Gump of walking. That's right. You've been walking like mad. 10,000 steps for how many days? Mm, Since September 12th. Since September 12th. So by the time this episode drops, like that'll be way more than two months. Good for you, Jenny. Yeah. And I think it's totally normal that the second I hit 10,000 steps on my step counter watch, I just take it off. Yeah, I think it is too. But your husband does not agree, does he? He's a different breed. (laughs) This is the man who ran from North St. Thomas to Port Stanley last weekend. Oh, 
for you know. no other reason? Like, was the car broken down? <laughs> no. What happened? No, it just seems just out of the blue seemed like it would be a good idea and did it. Like literally oh. it was a Forrest Gump situation. Just like, I'm going to run. And it was to our friend's house. Catherine, if you're listening, she'll know. He ran to her house and uh, yeah, went and picked him up. Oh my goodness. Did he have like a bigger beard when he came back? <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. So I, as we were talking about that, we were talking about, I, I was looking behind me, as you said, how many days have I got? So I, because I've been using my calendar, my big wall calendar and crossing out every day that I've got my 10,000 steps. And this kind of leads well into what we're talking about next, which is tracking your habits or using the strategy of monitoring to stay on track with your habits uh, leading up to as well as over the holidays. So that's kind of why I've been doing this is because I'm trying to set up a good system to get me through the winter. Um, so, you know, this could also apply to things like food logs. We've talked about, um, my fitness pal and tracking your food that way. Um, activity trackers, you know, fitness watches, which we're talking about with my 10,000 steps, or even just a simple calendar, like what I'm using, which I mean, listeners can't see, but behind me, I have a giant calendar on my wall and, you know, it all is just great ways to keep tabs on how often you're exercising or doing whatever, Tracking your daily progress can make you more conscious of your health habits and alert you when you're starting to slide. And as we've reported on in the past, our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin says that the act of monitoring improves habits even without making a conscious choice to change them. And I don't know if you heard this recently, but Gretchen's sister on their podcast was talking about this, how she was kind of getting more into habits. She weighs herself every day and that's part of her kind of strategy of monitoring that she uses. So Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Yes. It's a gooder. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. And last but not least, and this is really important as we come into this time of year when we've had, all of us have had a bit of a tough year and uh, we don't really know what to expect from the holiday season, but it often has some anxiety that sort of overlays it. And what we're going to advise you to do is skip the shame. If you don't feel like you have it in you to make a big change right now, or if you go off track during the holiday season, don't give up. Give yourself some grace and do what you can. If you do have a day that doesn't go as planned, and then you revel and have excessive fun and treats, use it as an opportunity to learn and grow, set a new goal, and move forward. Totally giving up and going completely off the rails with your habits will just make it harder for you to get back on track when the new year rolls around. We are here for you on the socials, on the podcast. If you have a a bad day, dust yourself off and get back after it. Absolutely. Well said. All right. Now it's time for a segment that we call, ooh, me likey. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, or random internet hilarity we've found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too. So in this segment, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. Uh, So I have been on a bit of a reading kick lately. I'm trying to get my uh, goal for 2020 of, I I originally said 40 books. I don't think I'm going to get there, but I'm over 20 now. So that's good. So yeah, things are happening. 
Um, and so I've been, <laughs> things well, are happening. May, maybe things are happening. I've mostly stopped looking at Twitter, which is great. I've still done the thing where I add it back and then delete it, but I mostly just don't <laughs> look at it. So that's great. So um, there's that. So in the evenings I've been reading now. So I just finished rereading The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret oh, Atwood, yeah. which of course, I think most of us, especially in Canada, read in high school, right? Sure. Yep. And I hadn't read it since then and I have not seen the TV series. But I still I wanted... don't understand that, but well, it's go on. I don't have the streaming service that it's on, but I really feel yeah. like now, now that I've read it, I'm again, I might want to see how they've brought it might? to the screen. Might. Uh, Peg. Oh, you, you're really recommending this, aren't you? Peg, I cannot recommend it strongly enough. Okay. It well, is so, it's excellence in television. Okay. All right. That, I'm going to take that um, testimonial and run with it because the other book that I am now reading is the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale, which is called The Testaments, which yes. only came out recently, just in 2019. Yeah. And um, Margaret Atwood is great and the books are compelling and, you know, they really make you go, hmm, like it's, I guess, not that far away to think about the fact that this kind of situation could show up for humans in 2020. So um uh, if you have not read The Handmaid's Tale, uh, I would, or if you, the last time you read it was in high school, I would recommend picking it up again because it's a really great, it's a really great read. The next time we speak, I want to hear about how you're liking the adaptation <laughs> on the TV series on screen because, oh, Peg, I just, I cannot recommend it strongly enough. It's okay. just so good. Okay. It's so, so good. Many. All right. All right. I'll take it. I'll go, I'll go and find it somehow. So you know what's funny? I have a book too. Okay. What is it? So I'm recommending A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those close to me know that I have a very lifelong, deep love for Saturday Night Live. Um, all the way back to when I was a kid, I have, as long as I've had a TV and a VCR, then PVR. Um, I have recorded it because I can't stay up that late, but I've never missed an episode. And I, yeah, I'm absolutely obsessed with Saturday Night Live. And that led me to this book because it's written by one of the head writers and co-hosts of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, which he, Colin Jost, also happens to be the new husband of Scarlett Johansson. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, it's, this book is excellent. Um, he tells a, tells a ton of really funny stories in this book from his life and it very much does not disappoint. He's had some very bizarre things that have happened to him. And he also shares some behind the scenes details about working at Saturday night live, which were juicy details and very exciting for me to kind of hear about that world. Um, it was a really easy read and I borrowed it from the St. Thomas Public Library and I returned it. So it's there. So check it out. <laughs> um, he t but he has some really funny stories. So I'm going to give you two examples. He has a story about getting potato salad thrown at him in, I feel like it was like Russia or something. And then also that Jimmy Buffett saved his life once. Oh my goodness. Like he has the weirdest stories about things that have happened and falling asleep in a graveyard in like, I can't remember if it was like Holland or Denmark, but he has really, really funny, funny stories. And 
it, yeah, it was a really good book. I mean, I'm really biased. I really like Colin Jost, but the book was excellent. Okay. Good recommendation. I'll check that out. I'll go straight to the St. Thomas library and check it out. Holla. (laughs) All right. Now it's time for a segment that we call you win or you learn. Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. All right, I'm up for the win, and you may recall that in last week's episode, I chatted with my friend Jamie about a productivity habit known as time blocking. Well, my win is that I got a start on it, and there's something to it. Mm -hmm. I'm only at the beginning of using it, but so far, it's helping me to feel more focused and more productive. And if you want to see my time-blocked schedule for last week, head over and check out my Instagram where I posted my first attempt at this new habit. Well done. You know what? It's funny you say that. I too, I don't know if you can see this, but this is like where you kind of just like get everything off your brain. And then this is my time blocking. Ooh, I like I'm it. Doing it the last couple of days. Oh, uh, see, great, mind thinks, great minds think alike. It's, Come up with it's these a things thing, at the man. same time. Yeah. It's a thing. Love it. So my learn, I'm calling Jenny versus Halloween candy. So as I mentioned, very much overbought the Halloween candy this year. I did the classic day of Halloween run out. We don't have enough. We need to get more. Um, As it became clear that the weather was excellent and people were finding ways around the whole kind of social distancing. Yeah, COVID cautions. So I ended up going and buying two cases of chips and putting them out on my front porch so the kids could just take them and not have to interact, which was great. But before that, I had bought three boxes of chocolate bars. <laughs> so Wait, what's your poison? What's the one you like? Okay. So all time number one is O'Henry, but I did not buy them. Okay. So, but my kid did have to give them up to me, the ones he got. <laughs> but like, we got the combo that's like Arrow, Kit Kat, Smarties, Coffee Crisp. Okay. And as it turns out, I'm a total dirtbag. I'll eat anything. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the problem though, is we're home and it's just there. And, you know, we kind of just shamefully every once in a while, you know, shuffle into the kitchen and you hear the little faint sound of a wrapper as we eat the candy, but it's, you know, it's a treat we don't often have. So, and I feel like eventually this problem is going to solve itself because we are going to hit the bottom of the bag soon. (laughs) So I also generally have this practice of taking 25 pieces of candy and then loading up my son's um, pockets in his little advent calendar that we use every year. Oh, cool. So, well, it's cool, but now he's caught on to it. The fact that I take his Halloween candy and put oh, it in there. He I clued see. in last year and was like, is this my Halloween candy? And I'd gotten away with it for years. Right. But now he's he's clued in to the fact that I've been taking 25 pieces of Halloween candy out to load up his advent calendar. That's a great idea, by the way. It was a great life hack. If, yeah, if you, can get, if you can get away with it, that's a great idea. Yeah, I didn't. So, you know, there's a time limit. I, <laughs> I've i learned until your kid's seven, you can do it. Okay. That'll be a good tip for anybody who has kids under seven. Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Um, 
this calls back to a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about, and we've talked about it in the past, how your environment is plays a big role in what habits you are doing or not doing. And so inside your environment right now, there are chocolate candies. And if there were not there, you would likely not eat them. This is true. But you did say the problem will solve itself once you're finished eating them. <laughs> they yeah. won't be there anymore. <laughs> well, and some days on a really bad day, I'm like, well, the more I eat today, the less there is tomorrow. That's right. It's not great, <laughs> but it's, it's something. Okay, well, I think that, yeah, this is a learn, but um, as you said, <laughs> I, I would be guilty of that too, which is why I didn't buy them because yeah. my poison is the Reese's peanut butter cups. I would eat that five times a day, every day of my life if it was available. Oh, Peg, we are good candy partners then because you know oh, what I don't like? Reese's Chocolate peanut, peanut butter. I Ooh. do not like that combination. Okay. So well, we would be good, good candy to know. partners. Good to know. It's like me and Jeff with uh, pizza and chicken wings. I don't like chicken wings. They just don't interest me. So he gets them all. He gets the chicken wings and you get the pizza? Yeah, well, he gets the pizza too, but I've often had a fight for the chicken wings. I've often had this thought about chicken wings and I'm getting off track, but this is how we roll. So chicken wings are drums and flats. And if you have a good chicken wing partner, they like the drums and you like the flats. And I like the flats. Although lately in my life, I like the drums too. But generally speaking, if I have a chicken wing partner that likes the drums, I'm like, okay, we're a team. This is great. I have an issue with meat that I can't really enjoy it if it's very clear that it's meat. Oh, because you're like pulling it off a bone that yeah, yeah, yeah. was once a little chicken's wing that was flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've never been able to get into chicken wings. Chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I may or may not have done a chicken finger tour of the area and rated all of the chicken fingers. I feel like that should be its own website or at the very <laughs> least its own, some kind of micro site somewhere. Yeah. It was a pretty unofficial tour with a colleague of mine that we undertook over a couple months to try all of the chicken fingers in town. At oh all my goodness. The establishments that what a them. great little project. I like that. It was delicious. All right. Well, on that note, why don't we, uh, <laughs> why don't we wrap it up for this time? Yeah. Jenny, thank you so much for being here. And I like it when, um, uh, you come back and check in on me and I know that we're going to be seeing you again. And when I say, and you like it when I, I talk mean, about chicken fingers, <laughs> I actually do like it. Okay. All right. That's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Let me know what habits you are going to jump into now instead of waiting for January 1st. For questions or comments, send an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. The best place to find me is on Instagram at drpeggymalone. Send me a DM with questions or comments or just say hi. You can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. Also, come and join the Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in the conversation and grab some accountability for your new habits while you're there. I'll be there live every Thursday at noon to discuss this week's podcast. Won't you please join me? And as usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that I mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I feel like the thing about chicken fingers is that 
everybody prefers them to chicken wings, but they feel juvenile. And so they feel like they have to have chicken wings, but they know they would rather have chicken fingers. And it's the same way I feel about beers where everybody feels like they need to have fancy beers, but they really just want Coors Light. And I'm just saying it's okay to just like Coors Light and chicken fingers. Uh, I feel like if we analyze those last few sentences, we could probably come up with the answer for the universe life and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be embarrassed. Order the chicken fingers with plum sauce and get a Coors Light. You don't have to pretend that, you know, you're more advanced than that or whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's you delicious. Like Coors Light and chicken fingers. Do it. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode of the Improvement Project podcast. Have you struggled with getting new habits to stick? You really want to follow through, but you just can't get started. Or if you get started, you can't get consistent. Or you're just not sure what to do. Do any of these things sound familiar to you? You might be aware that humans have been supporting each other and working together since the beginning of humans. And that, my friends, is the power of accountability. If you can harness that power, maybe you'll find that you'll be one step closer tomorrow than you are today toward not only better habits and routines, but also your biggest goals and dreams. Are you with me? All right. I got really interested in how different people respond differently to accountability, and I came up with a framework of four different types of habits, personalities, and how they respond to accountability. I then put it all together in a super fun quiz that will help you to understand how to best add accountability into your life so that you are way more likely to follow through on your habits and ultimately find the way to your big dreams and goals. So if you'd like to see what your habits personality is and what may be your best strategy to incorporate the power of accountability to be a better human, head over to drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz and take the quiz for yourself. That's drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz. Get after it.